It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills with the mic alongside Joe Medora as we take it up until 7 o'clock today on this 12th day of June, 6.06 on the clock, and 81 degrees and sunny outside. It's been great temperature for the first week back for baseball. The Sportsman presented by J&K Contracting, and our phone lines are open. Looking forward to hearing from you at 740-592-6646, 740 But baseball, at least in the local area here, Joey, is back in Athens Looks. Well, pretty good through two games. I mean, you can't ask for a better start, right? 2-0, and uh, a dominating performance on Tuesday where, you know, the bats came out a little slow for Athens, as you expected. But as the innings went on, you know, they started to wake up, stringing out some hits. Then uh, Carson Baker and Nate Trainer both hit some, both hit monster home runs to left field, especially Nate Trainers. I mean, that ball probably, from the way you guys caught it, made it sound like it traveled 350, 360 in the air. I mean, it was just a moonshot. Well, Carson Baker's home run was impressive, but Nate Trainer later on in the inning one-upped him there. Right. It was just a, a huge, big, big hit, uh, showing off the power of the development from junior to senior year. Yeah, and then, you know, the pitching, they been they came in, Cornwell started out, as you expected, piled in the zone, not too many walks, throwing strikes. They didn't make errors in the field, really, and they came out with an 11-3 win. Then you come back the next day, they fall behind Megs, one nothing. You know, it looked like it was going to be a little bit more of a pitcher's duel. It looked like uh, Schuler for Megs had some good stuff working. He threw a nasty curveball that he could throw, really, in any count. That was kind of, it had Athens... You know, kind of off balance to open up the game, but then they scratch across three runs in that uh, that third inning, and they never look back after that. And again, solid pitching, got a good start from Wallace, giving you two innings, and you know Cam Neese comes in after pitching an inning the first day, and you know six up, six down, just shutting it down. And then of course Nate Trainer comes on, got a little dicey there in the in the seventh inning as a run came in to score, but they were able to take home that three to two victory. I think uh, what you have to be most impressed with was the pitching, being able to come out after not throwing all spring and just consistently pound the strike zone, barely any walks. And I mean if you're gonna be able to pitch well like that throughout the summer, they're gonna be tough to beat. Yeah, I think you know to highlight just a pitcher who was impressive, at least what I thought, uh, was was Cameron Nice. Now Nice comes in in game number one, which was on Tuesday against the Megs post thirty nine team, right? The Megs Raiders. And Nice uh, one reaches by a, a, an error. Uh, Billy Harmon reaches by an error. Wes Smith uh, also reaches on an error. But then he shuts him down. Cole Arnott pops him out to left field. Colton Parker, ground ball right back to Nice on the mound. And then Kate Schuler, 4-3, you know, ground ball over to second base. Uh, it, it was a, a nice job to see him fight out of trouble on Tuesday. But then he was in cruise control yesterday. I mean, Cam- uh, Cameron Nice you know, picked up the win. Uh, just because you know, he was the uh, the pitcher on record at the end of four innings. Uh, Reese Wallace also did a, a nice job, but you know, it was Cameron Nees who came in in the fourth, pitched two innings, didn't allow any hits, no runs, no walks, two strikeouts, uh, but he's really been sharp earlier on in the season. A lot of strikes, a lot of strikes for sure, and uh, I mean that's all you can really ask for at this point. You know, Just don't give him free passes. Let him put the ball in play. Let your defense make plays behind. He did that. Of course, you got the couple punch-outs. But uh, very much pitching the contact. Same with Wallace and Trainer as well. I mean, Athens didn't really rack up the cage yesterday, but uh, you know they threw strikes. They let their defense make plays behind them, and you know, that, that's winning baseball, especially early on. Yeah, and they're not, the pitchers, like you said, they're not walking anybody. You know, there's no walks. There's you know, they're getting your strikeouts here or there, but it's mostly been you know playing defense. You know, fielding the ball cleanly and and uh, you know, finding that out wherever you can. And yeah, no. So far, Athens has done that. It was impressive that. Uh, you know, that third inning, they were just able to string so many hits together. And unfortunately, they ran themselves into a couple outs in that inning. Otherwise, they probably could have blew the game wide open as there was a runner thrown in at third on a force out. They also had a guy thrown out at the plate as yeah, well. Lonis. Reese Lonis, yep. So, you know, just a couple of, couple of base running errors. But other than that, uh, you know, I it's been a, a pretty perfect start for Athens. So we're going to hopefully they can carry that into uh, carry that momentum into the weekend. Uh, we'll see what this uh, Fisher Catholic team has. I mean, Troy was talking on the broadcast yesterday. There are a lot of schools in that area that they could potentially pull from, or they could just, you know, roll with the uh, Fisher Catholic kids. It'll be interesting to see.
But definitely a good start for Athens in the first couple games of this league. Yeah, not sure who Fisher Catholic has yet. We'll prepare for that game you know, after the, the sports fan on uh, you know, a little bit later tonight. But still, you know, Fisher Catholic up tomorrow. They have a doubleheader. I believe we'll only have one game uh, right here on the radio station. We'll have that first game of the doubleheader. Because uh, it is, you know, we are a music station, classic hits. It, it is a long, uh, long day to have about four or five hours of, of uh, baseball. Uh, but still, they're you know, looking forward to going out to, to Lancaster, calling that game. Uh, Fisher Catholic, Athens, 1 o'clock will be the first pitch. And the uh, pregame will start hopefully around you know, 10 minutes before first pitch. I know we haven't gotten on the air exactly uh, when we promoted, and we'll, we'll try to do a better job. But we're also trying to balance, you know, all right, well, are they out on the field? This is the national anthem right now? Uh, but we will uh, try to get that you know, 10 minutes before first pitch is ideal to where we want to want to hit that at. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what the rotation kind of looks like. You would assume... Uh, I would assume Cornwell would be back out on the mound on Saturday as they've kind of run through all their pitchers at this point. Cornwell hasn't pitched since Tuesday, so he's had a few days of rest, and he only threw a few innings in that first game. So you would assume uh, they're going to try to roll with uh, Cornwell. Wouldn't be surprised to see Trainer again as he didn't throw that many pitches in the game yesterday, only pitching two innings. So, uh, you know, we're going to see. Uh, but uh, the, they just have so many arms on this team, man. They're so talented. You look at them last year, and uh, they, they've really impressed in the first couple games. Yeah, and you know, I, again, I said I was impressed with Nice, but I've been impressed with really everyone up and down the lineup. I mean, the bats don't seem to be uh, cold per se. Maybe it took some getting used to in the first game. Didn't really you know start hitting until later on uh, when they scored you know their first three runs of the season in the top of the fourth. Uh, but after that, you know, they they scored runs in the fifth, sixth, seventh, and then uh, got you know, their bats going again in the the third inning in yesterday's game. Uh, trainer has been hot at the plate. Carson Baker, of course, with RBIs and back-to-back games. Already six. Yeah. Start out the season. Baker with six. Lonis with two. Trainer with four. Uh, but that's a nice production that you're seeing earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't you can't argue with that. Uh, same with the pitching, uh, the hitting. Uh, you, it, you don't. You can't as much t drills and soft toss and all that stuff you can do. It's so much different as soon as you get a live arm thrown at you. And these guys didn't have all the extra at-bats in the spring to prepare for this. And uh, from what Coach Lonis was kind of telling us, they didn't really have that many practices before the season started because, you know, they didn't really have a field to go to. They might have had a field, but they didn't have an actual baseball field. Yeah, you don't have someone throwing off a mound to you. And it's completely different. So uh, impressive how they've been able to, you know, kind of start out, and hopefully they can uh, carry that momentum on here uh, to their doubleheader tomorrow. And uh, there will be a couple tournaments that they can showcase against other uh, teams around the area. I think Steubenville will be in one of those tournaments later on down the season. Uh, I think Troy will be uh, in the you know, one of those tournaments. The, the School of Troy, of course, not Troy Bolin. Uh, yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind, Troy. But still, uh, you know, it'll be. In, I, I'd like to see how... Uh, they also compete against teams not really in the area. We saw two games against Megs. Let's see how they do against uh, Jackson. Let's see how they do against Chillicothe. Let's see how they do against uh, Fisher Catholic this weekend. Uh, but all, all good games, all games uh, highly anticipated, especially when you've been off for about two months and uh, really haven't been able to do anything outside. Yeah, I remember when we first started talking about this league, I mean, you know, you kind of just assumed it would be uh, the TVC teams, right? You know, especially just TVC Ohio teams, teams where it wouldn't be... Uh, that long of a trip for anybody to play you know it's the fun summer league uh but obviously these guys are taking it seriously and they're they're branching out like you say jackson's the team's hours away fisher catholic uh chillicothe's a bit of a drive you know all these teams that are going to come together should be interesting to see uh you know parkersburg i think there's west virginia on the right on the lineup too yep yep but again it's good to have baseball back in the area it's good to to see these guys out in the field at least for one last time also nice for the addition of the uh a couple of the guys who already graduated. Eli Kennedy uh, had, had graduated, and there's one other one that um, I forget. Who? Who? Do you remember the two two guys? Uh, Preston, uh, Preston Preston Hayes. Hayes. Yeah. Preston Hayes and Eli Kennedy. Yeah, those two. Uh, it's good to have them back on the team again, and you know, it's good to see these guys performing so well early on in the season. Again, Fisher Catholic will be tomorrow. First pitch around one o'clock, and the pregame at twelve. We'll step aside here on the Sports Fan, your calls and more next as you're listening to 970-97.1 FM, WATH.
From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified and reliable employees with local businesses. If you need good employees, contact Personnel Plus at 740-592-3416 or drop by the Employment Options Office located in the Market on State. Personnel Plus, we are local, we are nonprofit, and we are community. Personnel Plus is the employment service of the Athens County Board of DD. Avellino has the true taste of your grandmother's old water Italian cooking in every dish they prepare. Coming Monday through Wednesday from 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Try to breakfast with a double shot latte for only $2.75. You're not in for breakfast? Come in for the $7 lunch special. You won't regret it. Tavolino even accommodates all food allergies and has vegan and gluten-free options. Taste buds No. Now take them for what they really want. Take them with Tavolino. Like Tavolino on Facebook for the hours and specials. Now that's a spicy meatball. Be sure to follow Power 105 and 970 WATH on Instagram for contests, upcoming events, and a whole lot more fun stuff. Search Power 105 underscore 97 WATH on Instagram to get in on the action. Our community is better together. Integrate Athens, the new division of the Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, partners with other local organizations, groups, and people to help our community come together. The Integrate Athens team works with schools, civic groups, and communities in Athens County to help and create friends, allies, and neighbor connections. Check out Integrate Athens on Facebook for events and activities that you can be a part of. Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, Integrate Athens, helping Athens County become a more inclusive place to live, work, and have fun. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan 970 WATH. Mills in the mic along with Joe Medor. And, of course, on this... Beautiful day, 80 degrees and sunny outside. We're taking it up until 7 o'clock today. Then Cincinnati Reds will have uh, rewind. They'll replay one of their games. That comes at 7. The other thing that uh, we, we tried to get Samantha Garcia on. She said she'd be here, but then ran into a little bit of a, a road bump and, and had to pull out the last second. But uh, Samantha Garcia is the play-by-play voice for the uh, Southern Ohio Copperheads this season, but the virtual Copperheads. And she will be, you know, hopefully we'll get her on next week just to explain what she's been doing and uh, w- in regards to the team and everything. But still, uh, she is, from what we understand with her interview on Monday, it's been a while since we have a sportsman, but on Monday it was Brian Kerp, uh, who's one of the media guys on the Southern Ohio Copperheads, and Kerp said, you know, one guy's going to play the game and record it, then it's going to go somewhere else to get edited, and it's going to go to Garcia. She'll put her voice to it. And then that's the finished product uh, for the Copperheads, as you could watch that live also coming at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, of course, that won't be here on the station. I think they have that on their YouTube page or something. Uh, but still, uh, we tried to get Garcia here. She couldn't be here. Uh, we'll get her sometime next week. It's still interesting what the Copperheads are doing, though, because they're trying to you know, push this virtual season forward. Uh, and tonight, I guess, is their home opener. Yeah, it sounds like they're trying to make this as you know real as they possibly can to a Cheds baseball season with a broadcast. You know, they're, I mean, for anybody, it sound like they're going to have their advertisements playing in between. It's all big production. So, you know, the game, I'm assuming the game has already been played, therefore, and then they add all the other stuff. Then it gets sent to Sam to do uh, do all the, the play-by-play stuff. So I'm going to be interested to see uh, what, what they're able to piece together here. It, it sounds like it's going to be interesting. And what Brian told us is, you know, they're going to be writing gamers, which uh, game recaps and stuff like that, all, all for doing video recaps of the game. So it, it, it sounds like they're... Uh, they're doing the most they can uh, with the Cheds this year, uh, you know, considering the the hand they've been dealt. Uh, as obviously the Cheds, the Cheds canceled their season even before the GLSCL decided not to have a season. So it, it became pretty apparent that there wasn't going to be baseball in Athens, at least college-wise, this summer with the Copperheads. But it, it's interesting. Uh, I'm, I'll be. Uh, I mean, how many people do you think are going to tune in to watch these games? You, I, well, I mean, you could always see the number. I mean, that's the nice thing about online streaming. You get to see how many people are actually viewing it. Uh, but I, I, I'll ballpark it around maybe, I don't know. I, it's it, it's something new. It's something different. 
Um, I know we used to get about, what, 14, 15 people at a time. But, live. You know, people, live, yeah. yeah. But then people would go back and watch it, and then you know, there'd be maybe yeah, we get, we get a few. We get a few hundred per... Yeah, per 400, 500 per views per, per video on there. Uh, because it's different, you know. It's not like radio, where on the radio, you know, you have people who are driving by in the cars and people inside their houses, or no matter where you're listening to us, even on the live stream. we got the live stream going on, on 970, but still... Uh, you know, it, it reaches a broader audience. With the live streaming, you have to go and, all right, here's the, the account, here's the uh, Facebook, or here's the uh, YouTube page, and here, go find us here and tune in here. You know, it's a lot more difficult than just you know, turning the dial to 970, 97.1. Uh, so it, it's, it's a different type of medium that, that people are trying to explore and trying to uh, live stream their games. Um, Let's see how it works with the Cheds. I think it could be pretty cool. I know we built uh, some of that, um, you know, called it the Ohio, uh, what was it, the Ohio Health um, Network or the... Uh, Copperheads Media Network? Copperheads That's Media. What we had, presented yeah. by Ohio Health. Presented by so Ohio Health. God only knows how many times last year. I'm sure you could actually figure out the math, but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and add that all up to figure that out. Uh, it, it, also, it throws a wrench in there because then you have to figure out, all right, how many times is there a pitching change? And we <laughs> right, to a exactly. Break, right? Um, but still, you know, the, uh, the built up the YouTube page last year and now you know, hand it off to somebody else, and uh, we'll, we'll see what they do with it. And, of course, it's going to be more difficult because there's no, real, uh, no live baseball. But you know, if virtual NASCAR... Handsome legs. If you know all these virtual sports, even the NCAA uh, 14, the uh, the football game, college football uh, 2014, if that game is getting a lot of attention uh, online through the video game community, then maybe you know the Copperheads will be able to pull something and uh, have a successful year uh, doing this virtual thing, playing all their home games online. Yeah, I'm, I'll be interested to see, you know, how, uh, how like, intricate they, they really go into this. Like, will Bob Wren Stadium be built? Because I think there is a, a is way you can create stadiums in the game. I think that's a thing. See, uh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, no, you can. You can. Uh, I, and you can make uniforms. You know, it's just so much to do because you got to create not only the Copperheads. That one's a set roster for that you're going to use in every game. you got to make all the other teams that they're going to play at home. So a tall task, but hey, you know they're interns for a reason, right? They got to do something. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and they're not going to be here if they're all working remotely. Yeah, exactly. That's a twenty-four-seven, right? If my internship was to create fake baseball players and put on a broadcast about it, I probably wouldn't complain too much. And especially if you get credit for it, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but again, Copperheads will have that live stream at seven o'clock tonight. Uh, of course, here on nine seventy nine seven point one, we'll have Cincinnati Reds baseball. I uh, haven't heard what the uh, the rewind will be. Did not see the the, uh, the email come down the chain, but still, uh, Reds rerun uh, coming at you at seven o'clock uh, on our airwaves. Yeah, uh, um, how how recent are these games that usually play for these Reds rewinds? Well, see that that's the difference. Like I I heard uh, you know, a couple people have been trying to talk about. Well, why don't they just play a couple games back in the seventies? Why don't they try to right? Why are they the, playing back in the, the heyday? Right. Yeah, try to bring back. You know all the uh, the Reds' good times, especially when Johnny know, Bench, Joe Morgan. Yeah, it's just one one day a week where you're sending these reruns, and you could play whatever game that you want. You know, Cincinnati Reds are the first professional team; they could go as far back as as they have records of it. <laughs> um, but still, it's a. Uh, I saw a 2016 game in there. I think I saw a Scooter Jeanette walk-off win. Uh, but these are like recent, recent games. Uh, they might have played the 2010 game a couple weeks ago. Uh, when they didn't they win the pennant or something in 2010? They definitely did not win the pennant. Or no. they, they won. They might, I think they might have went to the NLCS. The NLCS, yeah. So they won the division series. Sure. Yeah, I think something in 2010. Uh, but if they did win something, they have that rerun on there. Uh, they were talking with Jay Bruce. I remember an interview before the game aired. Uh, just you know, I like to listen to those games and, and see what what they were doing. But uh, again, Reds will come on at seven. We will have that. Uh, of course, on Wednesday there was a little uh, technical difficulty with the satellite. Uh, didn't get that Reds talk. Went to music, but still uh, we'll have that Reds talk for your next Wednesday. And then we'll have the OSU game on Saturday. Normally that's supposed to be played at twelve o'clock, but with the Athens baseball game, we'll have OSU push back until, uh, well, probably after the game. some point, I want to say maybe 3 o'clock, uh, give it a nice window for us to conclude our game and then have OSU play. 
but again, we have OSU football. Who, who would have thought that we'd be listening to OSU football uh, during the summer months? Yeah, it's crazy. It's so funny uh, how quickly those high school games go, though. Only seven innings. Just so, when you're so used to broadcasting nine inning games, sitting in a ballpark three, three and a half hours. Then uh, also when that came yesterday, ended in like an hour and 50, I think it ended up being. Yeah. Like, man, I get used to this. They switch baseball to seven innings <laughs> from a broadcaster's perspective. Would, would you want to see baseball switch, like Major League Baseball, would you want to see him switch to seven innings? No, I mean, not now. No. It's been the same thing for too long. I'm just saying. Right. Since if I'm going to be a broadcaster in the future, I would not mind being done every game in two hours. <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> they just have to cut down on the commercials and the pitching changes right. and the mound visits. Uh, but again, I mean, that's baseball. That's what we, we all fell in love with the sport. You know, that, that is what baseball is. Uh, it might be long. It might be tedious. But it is the game. It's one of the, uh, the oldest games and oldest professional sports. And it's entertaining us all the way back since the uh, the 1900s. So, yep. And as we've been talking about common theme on the show, they continue to struggle coming up with a plan. The MLB. I believe you have more information on that. Yeah, MLB offers players 80% of prorated salaries. A 72 game season. Players had a 81 game season. They once offered a 114 game season, uh, but now owners have come back and said a 72 game season. Uh, details of the proposal obtained by the Associated Press reveal Major League Baseball has offered players 80% of their prorated salaries and a 72-game schedule starting July 14th. Uh, in an effort to start the pandemic-delayed season, players would get 70% of the prorated salaries during the regular season and the rest for completion of the postseason. So they get that extra 10% should the postseason be completed and we don't have to you know, put the season on pause again because of the pandemic. Uh Players' last offer was for an 89-game regular season at full prorated play uh, pay. The signs remain a little more than one billion apart in guaranteed money, and that's you're talking about a lot of money there. Yeah. Players are not budging on their prorated salaries. Owners want to try to repackage it and send it a, a different way, uh, but still, owners and players not seeing eye to eye. Yeah, I mean a lot of reading that I get that I start doing mostly through Twitter that I see about this, it, it, the players' perspective seems to be that even though the MLB is coming out and saying all these things that make it to someone like you and me, make it seem like they're getting a better deal than than uh, the previous proposal, it seems like a lot of these proposals are just being worded differently and the players are still going to make the same amount of money. Now, we've had this discussion on here before already how it's tough at a time in the country where millions of people have gone unemployed, where you have millionaires complaining about making less money. That, 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 that's the only thing. I understand the players want to get paid what they were promised, but, you know, the, the world has shifted quite a bit in the last uh, few months. Right, and especially since, you know, it's not like they're asking for millions from people who don't have millions. <laughs> I mean, these are the team owners. You know, these are people who paid you know, millions to buy the team. Millions who operate the team year in and year out. And you got to understand, I mean, I, I understand that you know, they're not getting the ticket sales. They're not getting people inside the stadium. Their, their revenue is taking a hit as well. Uh, but at some point, they got to see eye to eye with these players. You know? And I've been screaming about it all since maybe two, three weeks ago. But why don't you just do deferred payments? Say, all right, listen, we'll pay whatever it is, prorated salary here in this, this season. And then whatever you were supposed to make, when we make the money back, we'll give it back to you maybe in the next five years. You know, guarantee the money that way. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't sound too difficult, but um, I guess the reason you and I aren't uh, MLB owners uh, and we don't make no. those decisions. But, no. yeah, you're right, though. I mean, when you put it like that, it does seem like these guys would be able to give them a certain percentage now and then pay it more later on. Right. And you know, teams have done a deal like that. Uh, I know the Mets have done a deal with that with Jason Bay and Bobby Bonilla. You know, they're paying Bonilla until 2035. He hasn't played since early 2000s. Ah, boy. But still, like, that's what that's a type of deal, that's a type of model that baseball can follow and just say, hey, we're going to defer the payments until they have the money. Let's say they don't have the money until they do have the money right. to then pay them what their contracts are guaranteed. So like, I don't think that that's a difficult idea to wrap your head around. So if I ask this question, so let's say they come up with a plan like that and the players right. still say, I want my money right now. Well, what then... I'd be upset with the players more. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be upset if the players, you know, would not. Uh, the players want to play, and Rob Manfred has threatened to, to start the season 
because uh, I guess somewhere the commissioner can say, yeah, I can do We're that. We're playing. Whenever. I can do whatever the heck I want. Yeah. The yeah. commissioner said he can do that, and he guaranteed 100% that there would be a season a couple days ago. Uh, but, you know, what are the are the players going to cooperate? Are the players going to play? You can't literally force them to play. Um, MLB draft was on, on Wednesday. So it's... We're moving forward with things here. Baseball has to get a plan in place and try to figure out what they want to do. Man, you ever seen the movie The Replacements? I've I've heard it was good. Was it good? Yeah, I mean it's an old movie, but it's you know the story of it is you know a football team. A lot of players go on strike over not getting paid, so they have open tryouts and feel the team. What if that happened? What if we get a situation like that in the MLB? Uh, Manfred says we're playing. And these guys say I'm not showing up, and then <laughs> we have a bunch of. I don't know if he's thirty-year-old guy showing up trying how to play baseball. As entertaining as that would be, I don't think that that would happen. Though you'd probably get tired of it after a while. I mean, might, it might be like the replacement refs back in what twenty fifteen. Oh, that was a set, uh, uh, longer than that. Twenty twelve. Oh, that was a disaster. Yeah, uh, of course that was in the NFL uh, that that the referees were uh, uh, not the normal guys who have been in there, and uh, that'd be something though. I, I yeah. would want I would want to see it just to see the people that would show up to try to play. <laughs> and you never know. You know, they uh, there could be who knows. They, they, it's probably a, a good idea. Well, maybe not be a good idea, but still, I'd be entertained. Especially NHL. You had some guy. What was he in his late thirties, forties? He was a goal goalkeeper, and they won the game. He had multiple saves, but they pulled him out from. Somewhere in the bleachers, yeah, I think. So each each home arena has to have like an emergency goalie, and they in went case to their one emergency. Always goes down, and yeah, yep, that's how it works. Uh, I know Ohio, uh, the uh, club hockey team had an emergency goalie. Uh, one of their, I forget what his name was, but still, the the hockey, uh, the hockey player here would have to go up to Columbus every now so often when Blue Jackets would have a home game mm-hmm. and be ready to suit up should they yeah. need him. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing opportunity the way NHL does it. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen all that often. It's, <laughs> it's so funny when something like that, like a story like that happens, and it's just like, I had no idea this existed in the sport. Had no idea. No. It is, it's a rarity, but it's an entertaining rarity, you know, especially when they go out and do well. Uh... Speaking about college, the University of Houston is suspending all voluntary workouts for its athletes after six tested positive for COVID-19 with symptoms. Houston announced it was shutting down workouts due to an abundance of caution and an increase of positive tests in the greater Houston area over the last week. The school said the athletes who were not identified have been placed into isolation and the medical staff is conducting contact tracing procedures. Schools around the country have begun to bring athletes back to campus this month for voluntary workouts. Athletes are being tested for COVID-19 and coronavirus antibodies and given physical screenings through uh, examines and questionnaires. There is no national standardized testing protocol for athletes. Uh, but exams, questionnaires, they, uh, they're they trying to, to, uh, to bring college sports back. But you know, Houston suffers a setback, especially with, with this news coming out today. I think that's a setback for everywhere, everybody, really. I mean, if you, you, you can't have every school in the country come back and then six of their athletes test positive for this thing. You're never going to have a season. You're never going to have a season. Um, yeah, that, that, that's unfortunate. It is probably a step back, but I think, uh, with, you know, uh, there's been, um, over the past couple of weeks, for one reason or another, there's been a lot of uh, not as much caution towards the coronavirus. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see more cases and, you know, Talking about these protests and things, a lot of young people going to them, including college students, could be college athletes there. And uh, if they go there, catch the virus, come back to practice, uh, you know, you can't, you can't have a team of 90 college football players around guys with the virus. It, it seems like, especially if they have symptoms, it seems like it's going to spread like wildfire, and that's going to kind of, you know, push everything back even more. Um, so that's not, I w- it's not really encouraging to see. Uh, a, a school like Houston have six guys test positive. Uh, you know, if you're looking at it to having a normal fall season for football and other sports. No, it's not. And you know, they've been trying, especially here in Ohio, they've been trying to bring them back cautiously, right? That's all that uh, Governor DeWine and the uh, former director uh, Amy Acton. You know, she retired yesterday. She uh, she stepped down, but still one of the top advisors for DeWine, uh, which was surprising, but still. Uh, with her and w- with others 
they've been trying to bring back, you know, the sense of normalcy uh, very slowly, very cautiously to try to, to halt the, the pandemic. And I thought that they were doing a, a, a decent job. And, you know, with with everybody being out, everybody being active, and there are good causes to go out and be active about. Don't get me wrong there. Uh, but still, you're dealing with health, and then you're dealing with, you know, your your freedom to uh, to protest, to peacefully protest. And that's always a tough thing to balance there because for the past two months, we haven't been able to go outside. We haven't been ha- able to have sports. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, you do have that right, and you can't get that right infringed upon uh, when, when you're going out there and peacefully protesting. So it's a difficult balancing act to figure out. Uh, and then what happens after? You know, what, what happens with, you know, does anything really, uh, what changes after the pandemic? What changes after the protests? Who knows? Uh, but in regards to sports, you know, with, with people all out, gathered in large crowds, uh, things like what happened at the University of Houston, suspending all the voluntary workouts, that could uh, lead to more schools. Let's say they get one or two, maybe six isn't the bar that they follow. Maybe they're like, all right, zero tolerance. If one person tests positive, we're not going to have anything. Well, and then that could set back people. You know, it's a giant, you know, iceberg that's just going to fall off. And uh, is what it is. You know, they they got to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. I you know, especially you have had uh, these college athletes, and I'm sure most of them have gone home during this pandemic. Not really a reason to stick around your college campus unless you know you live there. I mean, you never left. No, I've, I've been here <laughs> since spring break. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's been since March eighth. I don't know. I've, I've been here. For the entirety of March and haven't left. Yeah, but um, you know you have all these guys, especially a big school like Houston, where you, a lot of your football recruits probably coming from all over the country. And you have all these guys go to all these separate places, do their own thing, and they all come back in one place. And you know you just don't know what any of them have. I mean, they could be asymptomatic. You know what I mean? So it it it's tough. It's it, it's tough. And we do have a call on Sportsman. Call your live on nine seventy WATH. Oh, hey, how's it going? This is Butch Harrington. Uh, how you doing, Butch? What do you got for us? Not too bad. Uh, so I just tuned in. I just wanted to see if you guys were talking about USC at all, because I kind of have a little little question for you. I had to pick your brain. All right. Well, what do you got? Okay, so it seems like every great fighter kind of has, like, a, like, multiple retirements. Do you really think McGregor is hanging up the gloves right now and taking taking the taking the high road, or do you think he's going to come back stronger than ever after this whole uh, cur- 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 yeah, well, coronavirus? Well, Butch, we, we have talked about this earlier in the week on the show. Um, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I think it's completely – I really think a lot of what McGregor's doing is he doesn't really feel like fighting in front of – not fighting in front of fans. And I also talked this about Connor. I think he's a little ticked off that uh, – Gaethje beating Ferguson kind of launched Gaethje into the title fight with Khabib. So I think Connor doesn't want to have to fight someone else to get to the title. I think Connor just wants to come in as he pleases and fight for the title whenever he wants. And I, maybe he has that right. He's probably one of the greatest lightweights of all time. He's won a, he's won a belt in multiple divisions. Uh, he's one of the greatest fighters of all time. But the way the landscape is now, you cannot not give Gaethje a title fight. Uh, he just beat the interim champ, and usually the interim champ takes on the champ. And I just think McGregor doesn't want to have to go through possibly Ferguson or some other lightweight. And if uh, maybe if Gaethje loses to Khabib, maybe McGregor has to beat Gaethje to then get Khabib. I think I think McGregor kind of wants to wait until his time is able to launch himself right into a title fight instead of having to fight someone else to get there. Sure, sure. Do you think uh, it's kind of detrimental to the fight game when you think you kind of just uh, you think you deserve the fight that you need? You don't have to work for him. I mean, he. He really he got his clock cleaned before and it, by uh, by uh, Khabib and it just seems like he just kind of thinks that he deserves better. Do you think it's a detrimental portion of the fight game? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's a little, but you know, Dana. Dana White is always kind of those uh, those legends, right? They always kind of come back whenever they please, and if they won a title fight, they got it. You know, GSP got that several times. Anderson Silva. Uh, you would imagine if Henry Cejudo ends up coming back, he would probably have it would probably be for a title fight. So you know, there's kind of those guys in the UFC that have that special privilege where if they, you know, had such a long and successful career, they kind of can come back for a title fight whenever they want. We also have that star power too. You know, they they get that draw from. A lot of fans. A lot of fans want to watch them go out there and fight. 
Uh, so if McGregor comes out of retirement again, I think that there will be a, a lot of people that will go out there and pay to watch McGregor fight. Uh, I, was, I was thinking the same thing. But anyway, oh, Butch, that, that's all, uh, appreciate yeah, the call, Butch. Very Thank very you. That's a, a different Butch than um, than a Sky Hopes Butch. Because uh, I've seen Butch before. He works over at Russell's Auto Service. Um, Butch is a really great guy. Worked on the the ambulance, but that, that's a different Butch uh, somewhere. Calling, I don't know. From uh, did he say where he was from? He didn't. He sounded northern. No, whatever he, he was. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where where uh, that that Butch uh, Harrington was from. Uh, but appreciate call, the phone call. Good call. Yeah, I always appreciate the phone call. Uh, phone lines are open after a short break. You're listening to the Sports Fan at 970 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. Siemens Grocery is your family-owned grocery store where customer service is still a priority. At Siemens, you'll find high-quality, healthy, fresh foods, including fresh, natural Amish chicken. Siemens opened their doors in 1951 and for three generations has offered the highest quality produce and finest cuts of meats. How long has it been since you've been to Siemens? Siemens Grocery and Marathon, 305 West Union Street, Athens, 730 to 9, Monday through Saturday, Sundays from 10 to 7. Do you need better insurance? Do you need help comparing rates and coverages from several companies? Hi, I'm Russ Norris with Matthews Insurance in Athens. Our agency has a history of working hard for our customers, and we are here to help you find a policy that is right for you. Give us a call at 593-5573 or Google us. Matthews Insurance. Friendly. Reliable. Local. Since 1945. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-506-8319. 800-506-8319. That's 800-506-8319. From concrete to roof to siding and windows. J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. That's the sports fan on 970 WATH. Mills and Mike with Joe Medor. Take it up until 7, so we got about, well, 16 more minutes until 7 o'clock. Top of the hour, and then Cincinnati Reds coming your way. Uh, later on today at 7, still nice temperature outside, 79 degrees, mostly sunny. And it was good. I think that was a first-time caller. I, I don't remember ever taking a phone oh, call from, from a Butch Harrington. I don't know if I ever heard that accent down here, man. That's uh, a first. Well, listen, we're live streaming, so he could have been anywhere in the world. Yeah, good point. Uh, good he point. could have been uh, overseas. He could have been anywhere. Uh, uh, that's sounds, a nice. sounded Minis- a little bit of Minnesota to that, you know what I mean? Minnesota. Minnesota. See, I don't know. I mean, he could have been. Uh, but hey, always appreciate the phone call and phone yeah, lines call. are open at some four zero five nine two six six four six. Come on and be a part of the program. Uh, but you know, it, it's a uh, it's been a weird uh, it's been a good week you know, with baseball returning uh, at least at the high school level. We did have you know PGA Tour. We have NASCAR coming back. Uh, still waiting for NHL to to come back and have. I think they're in phase three now. Uh, as soon as they hit Phase 4, we'll have the postseason for the NHL. And they did pick, I believe I saw uh, Trevor Stevens sent it to me earlier on today. Uh, I think they said that Las Vegas is going to be a hub city for the NHL to come back with. 
So that would be a uh, another location that they've they've said that they uh, are going to come back with. How many hockey arenas do you think there are in Las Vegas? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, Vegas chosen as one of the NHL's hub cities. That's according to Trevor Stevens. Um, hmm. And you know, while I'm going through here and, and seeing, there was also a report that the WNBA has submitted a proposal to its players for the 2020 season that will include 100% of their salaries. Multiple sources told ESPN's Michelle Vopel. Uh, but 100%, Joey, they're not even going to pull a penny from their that players. That was the WNBA? Yeah, the WNBA. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, what? I mean, that's we ridiculous. all know that the MLB makes way more money than the WNBA in revenue and all that other stuff. And somehow, so how can they pay? It's a, yeah, it's, that's, right, that's, it's not, doesn't look good for the owners, does it? No, it doesn't, it does not look good for Major League Baseball. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's great. It's great for the WNBA to yes. be able to play, uh, to pay their players. But also, they the also same had time. the first draft, too. They had the draft before the NFL draft. They were kind of the first you know, live sports Back, live thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's great that the WNBA is doing it. But if you compare that to other sports that are going on, MLB does not look good with that now. It's like, imagine, I mean, WNBA players don't make that much as it is. If You can't really afford to pay them half their salaries. Right. But, I mean, it, that just shows quality leadership coming out of the uh, WNBA to be able to do that. Yeah, no, that's a bad look for uh, the MLB, for sure, uh, that they can't figure it out. But a league that is uh, not, not even, I mean, how many sports? I, I would think the MLS is probably more popular than the WNBA at this point. You know what I mean? It's right. just, I'm, and WNBA has been slowly growing, especially since yes, they attached themselves sure. to the NBA. Uh, but still, you know, they, they're they still forming as a league. They're not like baseball, which has been around here for, what is it, you know, hundreds of years now. You know, so it, it's good for good for the WNBA. Uh, good good for them to, to pay their players. And I think the NFL is anticipating a full season uh, of course, NHL, NBA, still trying to reset NASCAR. Um, now, we also mentioned on the broadcast last, uh, yesterday, if you were listening to the Athens and Meg's game, uh, game two of their Athens season, we mentioned a little bit of an update on uh, Kyle Rudder. Uh, so here's the update that came sometime around, uh, it was this morning. So Kyle is diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma uh, in his right femur. Bone marrow results just came in, and they are negative, uh, which is good. Prayers are working. In the first round of chemo last night, game plan is chemo on a regular basis, and if effective in 12 weeks, surgery to replace femur bone and full knee. Uh, then continue chemo for nine months total. Uh, support from the community has been amazing, and we can't thank you all enough. Uh, again, that is coming from Derek Rutter through Facebook, uh, but always good to see that. You know, it's encouraging. You know, the uh, the results came back negative. Uh, and of course, you know, when I was first learning about medical stuff, when he, something comes back negative, well, I, why doesn't it come back positive? Well, you don't want to come back positive. Positive means that something's wrong. There's a positive test for that. Uh, so coming back negative is a good thing. Then um, it's good to, uh, uh, hopefully that it, that it works. And we, uh, I sent the information for the GoFundMe to our Twitter guy. Uh, I think he also runs the Instagram. Maybe I'll, I'll send it to uh, our Facebook person as well, uh, so we can get that GoFundMe information out there. Uh, but Rudder, basketball player, baseball player, uh, of course, sending him the best wishes to uh, uh, get better, get healthy. But uh, anyway, so that's good news on Derek Rudder. Uh, NFL, you know, NFL is trying to come back and, and trying to figure out different ways. Uh, you know, Trubisky says he's not conceding the starting role for the Bears, uh, but that kind of opens up like a quarterback talk right now, right? Because there's not a whole lot of spaces, not a whole lot of teams that are in need of a quarterback. No, Cam uh, Newton's a free agent right now. <laughs> right. I mean, Cam Newton should be signed somewhere. I, I think he should be. Uh, he was a, a good football talent. He was injured the past couple of years, but you know, for him not to be signed, that just means that uh, NFL is not looking for quarterbacks at this time. People have found their, their right people. People have found, you know, whether it be you know, the Bengals drafting number one overall with Joe or the Jets drafting uh, Sam Donald. I think he was the third overall pick. Uh, Daniel Jones with the Giants. Uh, you know the uh, who's the Jacksonville quarterback? Uh, the Gardner Minshew. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, but people are finding young quarterbacks and sticking with them, and the, the veteran quarterbacks have kind of been out with, without a job right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's very rare that you go into a, a, a football season where obviously not every starting job is locked up. There's gonna be competition, but each team has a definite plan at quarterback. That doesn't happen very often. 
a guy like Cam Newton's usually snatched up at, at some point. I mean, Jameis Winston, of course, he threw the 30 interceptions, but he also threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. He's a backup this and year. And he, he got a LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> right. He, like he, so he maybe he can vision. see now. Good yeah. for him. What if he just, oh, man, what if he just took the job from Breeze, lit it up, all because what? he can, all because he got eye surgery? Oh, well, Breeze is also on the, the tail end of his, his, uh, his career there. You, you don't think he's going to be there longer than maybe two years, right? No, he's got the NBC job waiting for him, too. Right. Imagine going from NFL quarterback, Hall of Famer, to NBC, Sunday Night Football. Just like that. That's your big transit. That's your next transition. Uh, it's a transition Must that other nice. quarterbacks have worked. It's. But right away, like he's already got his next job lined up for the rest of his life if he wants it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, I'd like to see who's the kicker? Pat, uh, Pat McAfee. I, right? Yeah. McAfee's been entertaining. Works he with Barstool I think, Sports? I think, yeah. I think people get a little worried about uh, he could. <laughs> he's a guy who could potentially slip up on air, but um, I mean he's he's done color for games before, and he's yeah. usually very entertaining. His show is pretty funny. But anyway, back to kind of uh, what we were talking about with the quarterbacks. There's like no team that really needs one, and the only question marks they have a guy. So like we'll we'll talk about uh, L. A. with the Chargers, right? Right. The only issue is they they know Tyrod Taylor is probably going to start the season, but if he's not meeting expectations, they have Justin Bear right there. They'll need to go find a quarterback out on free agency. So they, they go Justin Herbert? Herbert, yeah. I Herbert. said Bear. sorry. Yeah. I had a coach in you, you high put, school. You put a, uh, a I had a coach French. in high school. It was spelled the same way. He was Bear. I always say uh-huh. that. But uh, anyway, and then you have like the Bear situation you mentioned. You have Foles and Trubisky. You have them both. I mean, the, the, teams, that ha- the teams that have question marks already have another thing in place. That's why Cam doesn't have a job. That's why I'm really confused about... Uh, Obviously, uh, this fight for so it's just for everybody. Completely correct. The uh, the the Kaepernick thing, how he could, how he should probably deserve to have a. He, if we had this conversation a few years ago, absolutely. I think his run in the NFL, a lot of it dictated because of him deciding to take a knee and all the media attention that that brought, and that's why teams didn't want to sign him, and it was wrong at that time. Now the guy hasn't played football for you know three, four, five years now. He had the. It's just, I don't think Kaepernick, Kurt right now, could come in and help a team. I don't think so. I, 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 I mean, he's he's getting up around thirty now, and he hasn't played in so long. I just don't see what there is to gain from signing him now. Now the only difference right there is only if you know, if Ka- Kaepernick had a, a true, you know, he he had a a, a nice work at a, at a high school. Uh, but if an NFL team brings him in and says, hey, we want you to work out, we want to see what you have, and we want to see if you fit our plan. You know, if they give him an actual fair shot and then fairly test and see, all right, is he an NFL quality talent still, then I could see maybe he gets signed somewhere if he's still, you know, in peak physical condition. You know, you got to be really athletic, and he was. Yeah, you know, he was a good uh, quarterback for the 49ers. Uh, until, he had a couple-year run. Yeah, he had, he, he, had was, good, he was tailing off at the time that right. everything kind of... But he had he he showed the flashes, you know, and then yeah. you, you had that slump. And I mean, Baker Mayfield had a slump. Uh, Sam Darnold has like, people. Quarterbacks have slumps, just like baseball players have slumps. Uh, but should you know he be prepared and ready for an NFL season? And uh, if he wants to uh, play in the NFL, still uh, somebody should give him a fair shot. I don't know if he will start because you know, it has been a couple years. But still, I, I think if he wants a shot, if he works out, and the NFL is going to open. Uh, welcome him with open arms this time around. It's not back in 2016 anymore. You know, 2020 has been a, a different, different year. Uh, lots changing in lots, the world. Lots changing. A lot is changing. It all started in March uh, with, with the pandemic, and then other things still rolling down the line. We'll see where this this ends. Uh, but still, if he wants a shot, I think the NFL should be ready for him to give him a shot. Um, we'll see. Yeah, uh, it, it it is what it is at this point. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, if that's he, absolutely does deserve a shot to you know come in and prove that he can play. He deserves that much. Yes, but I I just I feel like I see people talking like they're gonna bring him in and he's gonna be the sure fire quarterback talent that's gonna be able to take your team to the top. I I just don't think a guy at that position. There's other positions you could sit out a few years and be fine. Deion Sanders sat out like five seasons, came back and played with the Ravens. He was a cornerback, safety, completely different. I don't think you can sit out at the quarterback position for that long and just come right back in and compete for a starting job. I don't think so. Maybe, I guess it's possible if someone gives him a chance to be signed, uh, he could prove people wrong. 
but uh, I just don't think that 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 would that's the viable solution right now. I mean, again, we we opened up talking about football with Cam Newton doesn't even have a job, right? And Cam Newton should Former have MVP. a job. Yeah, uh, you know, couple uh, somebody else doesn't have a job. Uh, the uh, one of the defensive players, uh, not I, I forget. Somebody, there's a big name talent out there that still isn't signed that should be signed. I don't know. If the NFL just doesn't have the the free agent market hasn't really been too too active. Yeah. All right. Andy Dalton got signed as a backup to Dallas. Going to assume you're talking about Jadavion Clowney, by the way. Yeah, Jadavion Clowney. <laughs> Thank you. I, I was trying to figure. I, I couldn't remember the name. Yeah. Uh, but but Clowney still isn't signed. Uh, not that I believe. Right. I, no, I know the Browns reached out to uh, him. You know, there's sometimes there's uh, there's veteran guys that kind of slip through the cracks and then teams wait till training camp to bring him in or maybe there's an injury uh yeah it's interesting um tj carey got signed by the indianapolis colts did i did see that former uh, ohio university player and uh browns player stepped up big on the defense last year i was surprised that the browns let him go i mean i, I thought he had a good year last year yeah i mean it is what it is but you know uh, i'm sure i'm sure dave to Dave Ann Clark, but i don't know like who who is going to sign cam newton is it a thing That's we wait a, there's till? There's no quarterback position really open. The one competitions with with the Browns, uh, not with the Browns, but with the uh, with the Bears, you know, between Foles and, and Trubisky. You know, I, I can't really point to an organization and say, all right, uh, New England really likes this. Uh, was Stidham? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that that's what seemed like the prime location, right? When you you looked at this landscape, it was like, man. I mean, if I'm t- if I'm Bill Belichick, I want a veteran quarterback to try to. I mean, they still got the defense, most of it that was pretty successful last year. They won their division. People kind of forget last year. Obviously, yeah, I mean, lost Tom Brady. The, you have the Jets and the Dolphins in that division. You can't forget. And they the have Bills have been a good and team. And they have them again. Yeah, they, that's that's the thing. They didn't go anywhere. <laughs> this, this is coming from a Jets fan, so I, there's, there's you know, I'm cautiously optimistic year in and year out, but yeah. I, I don't set my expectations too high. But uh, sticking with Cam, I think Pittsburgh could be a uh, potential be a potential situation um i think ben obviously aging coming off uh elbow surgery obviously he's been prone to injury his whole career anyway and i'm gonna be honest i've watched mason rudolph play quite a few games last season now and i i just would think you would rather have cam newton to win you a game uh, rather than mason rudolph at, at that right. point you know if the steelers had a quarterback i think the steelers would have made the postseason is that a crazy they, statement to make no they were right there i mean People forget they, uh, I mean, a, a few other things had to happen, but they, they went in to Baltimore week 17 where if they won and a couple teams lost, they were in the postseason. Right. With Devlin Hodges. Yeah. Duck, right? Duck yeah, Hodges. Duck. Yeah. yeah, then they got <laughs> whooped by the Ravens' second stringers and probably cemented uh, the end of their, uh, it was a rough season for Pittsburgh. But to be there, you know, it just shows Tomlin was a good coach. Uh, I, you know, maybe, maybe uh, Steelers are a nice landing spot. For Cam Newton, you know? yeah, or uh, somebody has to back up uh, Big Ben. Exactly, so it's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's Rockless. why I think it'd be a good spot. I don't, I, I just don't think Mason Rudolph's a guy. They've been adamant this po- this off season that he is, but uh, I disagree. I think Cam to Pittsburgh, and I'd be a little worried as a Ravens fan, honestly, because uh, you know Pittsburgh usually are our uh, our biggest biggest uh, uh, definitely the biggest rival, but our biggest uh, issue that gives us in the division. So. Oh, it's that time again. Aaron, the the top of the hour, 7 o'clock, Cincinnati Reds will come your way. Uh, It's been a good week. Baseball is back, and Athens baseball returns to the airwaves of 970 WATH tomorrow. Pre-game at 12.50, first pitch at 1 o'clock, first game of the doubleheader between Fisher Catholic and Athens. We will not have that second game, but we'll have the OSU uh, football rewind as well. That about does it for this week. For Joey Medor, this is Connor Mills signing off. Thanks for joining us on the Sports Ramp sent by JK Contracting. Here's Cincinnati Reds baseball. 970 and 97.1 FM.